0: The Puppets duck. All right,
1: welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports manliness. I'm Billy. I'm Devo. I put the D in BDSM.
2: Um, Wanted to say we don't have uh, a co host this week. Uh, if you listened last week, we had Jason on. Um, you know, if I had to give him a grade, I'd probably say C. Cs get degrees, so I mean, I'd pass them. What
1: about you, Billy? Uh, I gotta go with a D minus. <laughs> a D, okay. A D minus. Yes. Well, listen, man, <laughs> you weren't the one up till four thirty in the morning editing, so that's that's where my perspective is coming from. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, well, he he had a little bit of uh, equipment uh, issues. Um, our first run, we probably got about eight minutes into and he just fell off. Like we couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear us or he could hear us, but we couldn't hear him. He, thought we, a, <laughs> he thought we were playing a joke. Audio, we weren't talking to him, like ignoring him. Um, and then we joked around f- about, uh, editing out all of his parts and just putting in like a raptor scream, uh, every time we asked Jason a question. Um, all joking aside, he did a decent job, especially it was kind of cute to hear how nervous he was, uh, when we first, uh, started recording. So that was adorable. Um, speaking of terrible Billy, did you get a chance to see or, uh, or see the score or watch any of this, uh, Brazil, Germany game, uh, that was going on today?
1: Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting because, you know, Brazil obviously is the the home nation <clears throat> They were the ones hosting, and uh, you know you you would expect Brazil is usually a a pretty big player in the World Cup. They got a good um, look at it every year. Yeah, they, or every I mean, four years, they live for soccer down there, so that, that's their thing. And so you come into this game and you think, well, Germany's got a pretty good game. Uh, Brazil's got a pretty good game, and they they lost their best striker, uh, Neymar, Neymar, however it's pronounced. And uh, so you thought maybe they'll be lacking a little bit of punch. But uh, it turned out it wasn't offense that was lacking quite as much as defense. Right. Uh, at one point, I think they gave up three or four goals in like a two-minute – not not necessarily two – that's kind of exaggerating – but in like a 10-minute stretch. And I think and they gave up five goals in like 18 minutes. They gave up five goals in the first twenty nine minutes, and that's the first time in what a hundred years of World Cup I think that right. that's happened. Which is just insane. And Especially it was almost at this like, level. Yeah, it was almost like a video game. Like they just dribble down the field, set up a teammate, kick it in, and go. And <laughs> and the old NHL ninety four one timer. You yeah. can't stop it. And you can you can blame the goalie all you want. Um obviously seven goals. Uh, looks really bad but there were times he just he had no help wait the goalie can't play defense too you know it looked like uh, like the US defense against uh, Belgium where if we didn't have Tim Howard we got blown out well Brazil didn't have Tim Howard and they got blown out and I don't even think Tim Howard could have saved them I mean there's times the guy walks in kicks it and the goalie saves it and it bounces right back to the guy and the defense is just standing around looking at him like that's, <clears throat> that's a, a recipe for disaster, as they found out, uh, quickly going down 5 nothing, And, you know, at some point, nothing before they, they finally got a, a goal with a few minutes left for some, some level of redemption. As, uh,
2: great, as great as it feels, I'd imagine, to win that game... I could not imagine walking back to my car and or hotel after that game as a Germany fan, you know, with, like, your face painted all, like, black and orange and stuff, and you're just like, uh, hey, what's up? Yeah. Sprechen die Deutsch. Okay, I'm going back to my hotel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I probably would have just... Slept in the stadium, <laughs> right? Uh, not even take a chance. Wait for some, you know, yeah. Interpol agents or something to to come <laughs> escort me out in a full Kevlar suit. So
2: yeah, I'm sure Germany probably brought their own like security force and they will just escort the fans all back to their, you know, to their hotels. So nice work, Germany. Hope. Sorry about your luck, Brazil. That's a that's a tough one to take at home like that.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing too. Like you know, I was telling some uh, some coworkers as we were watching this meltdown. And uh, one is American, but roots for Germany because she's a communist bastard. <laughs> all right. um, you know like I was telling them? You could play this game ten times, and this doesn't happen w- even one more time. I agree. You know, like it just—it was—it was a perfect storm of of Germany was rolling. They were connecting all their passes, everything setting up, and Brazil's defense just was flat there was nothing there and the goalie just couldn't bail him out so you know like I said you play this game 10 times this happens one out of 10 times and if you play this game 100 times this happens maybe five or six times you know it was just such an an aberration that uh I just it it was a perfect storm (laughs)
2: I uh, also wanted to take a moment to mention um, <clears throat> the AL East. I don't know if you had a chance to check out the uh, check out the standings, um, um, but it looks like Boston has managed to uh, lose three out of, or lose seven out of the last ten uh, to take over last place. So, congratulations, Boston! You've relieved Tampa Bay of their rightful position at the bottom of the uh,
1: deal. Well, here's the thing: see, we felt bad because. You know, we beat you guys. We swept you guys the last time we played at at Fenway Park. And you guys went on to lose, you know, eight or nine straight or whatever it was. And we knew what that felt like because we had lost ten straight previous to that. So we felt bad. And, you know, we saw you guys fading down the stretch. And and so we thought, well, we've got the Cubs coming in town. And they're one of the league's worst teams. Let's get swept at home by them. And uh, we've been playing... Uninspiring baseball pretty much ever since. You know, it was, we took two out of three in Yankee Stadium, and you thought maybe that, all right, well, we got the Cubs coming into town, take two out of three at least, maybe sweep, and you're looking at five out of six getting back into the race, and then everything went flat. Uh, and sadly, the Rays were bad enough that they've won eight out of ten <laughs> games, while the Sox have lost seven out of ten, and they're only a half game up.
2: And, you know, I'd like so, to see the Rays play a little more small ball. Like, let's get that guy stranded on second base with no outs. Let's just go ahead and get him home. Because with the way the Rays have been pitching past, like, ten games, uh, you can win a game uh, with one or two runs. So yeah. uh, I'd like to see a little more small ball out of them. That used to be a thing. Like, that used to be what they did. Um, but now they leave guys stranded in, running, in scoring position pretty regularly.
1: Well and here's the thing about the rays too, and this is this has kind of been their deal uh pretty much every year since 8 eight. I'd say oh eight they were they were pretty consistent all year. Um, but pretty much since then they haven't been able to find a consistent offense. It's been like you, you had right. these two three week stretches where you're just tearing the cover off the ball and then these two three week stretches where they're struggling, you know, to, to get, 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 get a guy to first base. Yeah, get a couple guys on base. And and I think that's why you've seen, uh, for whatever reason, still being a great team for the last five or six years, they've had, I think, two or three no-hitter stone against them in that span because what they've got is they've got a bunch of guys that hit 240, 250, and they have these long stretches where these guys are hot. And you think, how could these guys possibly be hitting 250? and yeah, and every and they,
2: game they're putting one in the seats. Yeah, going, and going then they
1: exactly, and then they've got stretches where it's like, does Evan Longoria remember how to swing a bat? Right. I mean, what's on going on here? Yeah, you know, and, and Evan Longoria is probably a bad example there because he's a fairly consistent player. But I mean, you've you've got the problem is, you know, the first two months of the season, what they had was everybody was swinging a bad bat at the same time, and so when you've got an entire lineup of guys who are inconsistent and they have these up and down swings all it takes is for all these guys to have a downswing at once and before you know it you're out of the race um and then again all it takes is all of them to be on an upswing at once and you're right back into the race and that's kind of what we've seen for the last couple of weeks uh they went into detroit this past weekend and took three out of four and just tore the cover off the ball um but i think we'll be hard pressed to see that offensive output stay consistent because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it you don't just go from the worst hitting team in baseball to the best hitting team in baseball, you know, overnight they're going to have their ups and downs. And I think, you know, if, if, if they can, if they can get this going, uh, they can get right back into it because of their pitching. But I just, I don't see any consistency. They can't afford to uh, to have any downs at this point if they're going to make a run at it, and that's just been their style for the last few years. Is they've got these up and downs. Um, so you know, I think the next the next down they have could find them right back out of the race for good. It, and that's what um,
2: I was actually talking to a buddy of mine at work, and we were kind of saying the same thing. Like right now, they got a good look at it, but you know, they're one slump away from being too you know too far out to make that final October push um right now i'm just i just checked out the stats they they don't have anyone hitting over 300 right now 280 is their best hitter and uh Longo's coming in at the seventh best hitter on the team seventh awesome there are six other players with a better batting average so i mean they're all within like you know six points you know or six thousandths of each other but still come on buddy let's yeah, go ahead really and, go ahead and put the wood on the leather and just make it
1: make it happen yeah, you're the team
2: superstar, man. You got you to gotta yeah. make it work. Um, I uh, sent you a picture earlier this week. Uh, Johnny Football back in the news. Um, somebody from his inner circle has betrayed him. If you haven't seen it, we'll uh, post it up on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he uh, was caught or someone took a picture of him rolling up a, uh, a dollar bill, a hundred dollar bill, whatever, a, a currency note. Uh, into a really tight roll. Now, typically, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret here. Um, that's what someone does when they're about to do blow or just finish doing blow. There's unrolling it. Obviously, it's not video, so I don't know. Uh, so, nice work there, dummy. Um, I know you got drafted by Cleveland, and if anything were to drive me to doing blow, it would be being drafted to Cleveland. Um, That'll probably do the trick. Yeah, but. Come on, buddy. It's, you got to lay low. You came out of college with a question mark over your head, uh, your average size. I mean, we talked about this in the draft thing. I am not a Manziel supporter, uh, and this kind of just cemented what I already knew, um, and now it's proof that he can't trust his friends, that he hangs around with idiots, um, and he does blow during the off season. so good work, buddy.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the first thing I take away from this is who the hell are your friends? <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm not going to condone the use of cocaine, heroin, anything like that. But if you're going to do that, you can't have friends around you that are snapping pictures and then sending it off to the press. Like, that's just, that's a violation of the circle of trust, man. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know who took the picture. I don't know who took that picture then and forwarded it on to the media, Everybody in my circle of friends is gone.
2: Everybody that was there that night. See you later.
1: Yeah. At that point, it's family and my teammates, and that's it. Yeah, you have to. The the people that want me to succeed. Clearly, his friends are piggybacking off him. Someone was high on the coke that they were doing and thought, "Huh. Guess what? I'll take a a picture of uh, of." Maserati Manziel and and throw this up on the internet, that'll be a great idea. Shoot, man, dang, I got Johnny Football taking a a big rip of cocaine. Yeah, and and for Manziel, man, this is just... This is stupid. You can't be doing this kind of stuff. Number one, you already had, like you said earlier, you've already got questions over you about your integrity. Um, Granted, I think college players have a certain right to sell off their own merchandise if they can make money off of it because the NCAA's been doing it for decades. Right. That's another discussion for a different day, but you know it's against the rules and you're letting yourself being be photographed with a known merchandise memorabilia broker signing a stack of, you know, hats or cards or whatever it was. Eight I don't by remember. tens or something I think it was. I don't know. Yeah. But You've already got this question. You've already got this reputation as a, as a party child. That your integrity's is questionable, yeah. You're a circus sideshow. Got uh, benched
2: in one of your games for being an idiot.
1: Yeah, I I understand that living in Cleveland, there's probably not a lot to do but go to the casino and snort cocaine. <laughs> but you've got to find a better, better usage of your time. I... Make yourself a better football player, and guess what? Doing cocaine isn't going to do that.
2: Yeah, try making um, some new friends. You big idiot.
1: Yeah, uh, that that would be the first step. <laughs> well, actually, let me rephrase. First step is drop cocaine because that's just dumb.
2: It's bad for you. Um, I don't know if you read the literature, but it's not a healthy uh, habit to to start.
1: Yeah, and you know, unlike what you would find on pot, that says pot is bad. Cocaine really is bad. It's bad. Um, so step number one for me: drop the cocaine. Step Number Two, take every dingbat friend that was in that room, kick him to the curb. I feel like if I was a friend of
2: Johnny and he whipped out a bag of blow, I'd be like eee, uh Johnny, hey, buddy, uh, you know you haven't even started playing football yet, like you haven't even taken one snap yet, like why don't we wait for the mountain to blow until after you get your super Bowl ring let's just let's revisit that then
1: yeah, when you get the the fat contract. But the problem is, you know, he he already had money before going into the NFL. His family is, is, from what I've heard, oil rich. So he's got that going for him. But wait for your big contract if you're going to blow it all on Coke. Especially if you're going to do it in front of your buddies. I mean, it's not like you're in there by yourself. Yeah, and and again, not to condone the use, but if you're one of his friends, why are you snapping pictures of it? Stand at the bathroom door to keep anybody else who might come snap pictures of it. Out of the room Just say no, bro Yeah, so I um, mean, He's he's
2: had a clear violation of the circle there Yes uh, I wonder what I, I'm i curious to see what Goodell says to him uh, I wish I was a fly on the wall when that phone call comes Yeah And um, again,
1: you know, he's he hasn't been arrested There's no charges or no, anything No, I mean, it's not
2: illegal to tightly yeah. roll uh, A $100 bill in a bathroom That's not against the law
1: Exactly, but one of these times he's going to get pinched with something And yeah, there's Lord help him!
2: A video of it that they're probably going to try to sell to him once he does make that fat contract.
1: Yeah, and and Lord help him if he gets pulled over. Hopefully, he's got one of his crew there to take the fall because you know the money guy never yeah, takes the fall that's there. Right. So,
2: well, at least a smart money guy never takes the fall.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: College football is less than two months away. Yes, uh, I'm pretty pumped about that, Billy. How about you?
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, we're coming up on. Fifty days until uh football season starts as of this recording, I believe we're a little over fifty two days out uh by the time you hear this, we may be under fifty days um, but give or take a few days we're seven weeks out from college football season, and uh you know in the next couple of weeks we'll probably uh'll we'll probably get into discussing college football how we think the season's going to shake out primarily with u s f because uh, we are unabashed USF homers, and uh, you know after that we'll probably get into some fantasy football talk and uh, some NFL talk coming up too, because that I I think is a week or two after college football starts. So you know either way we're mere weeks away from the football season.
2: Yeah, we'll uh, probably take a whole show at some point and just devote it to uh, predictions and college picks, and you know kind of go through a couple of schedules that kind of thing. So that'll be a fun episode
1: yeah and then again that'll probably be primarily usf uh only because at least for me with everything going on with realignment i will watch some of the other big schools but i don't have as much interest in it i pretty much just give a damn what's going on with usf and uh us getting up to uh possibly 10 wins this season so uh you know, you may think I I'm on the coke myself and hanging out with Manzel. Coming <laughs> off
2: of the, the the school's worst season in history, yeah. but also coming off their best uh, recruiting season in history. They haven't had a recruit uh, season go as well as it did.
1: We had we had one other class, I believe it was the '08 or '09 class, that I think cracked the top 25. But the problem was, Levitt got fired the next season and. Uh, old Skippy Holtz came in and, and crashed the program after that. So ruined it. uh, Son of a bitch. It does say something for coach Taggart that coming off a two win season, he was still able to pull in a top 40 recruiting class. And, uh, you know, we, I fully expect us to get back on track. Um, not to go too deep with it because, you know, again, we're going to go deeper into this next week or the week after, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, the O-line will be bigger. They, the guys, most of the guys who had another year in the system, so they understand what's expected of them. We're not going to see all the dumb, you know, pre-snap penalties and all crap like that and just the utter confusion. And, you know, we should see better quarterback play. So I do think, to keep it brief, I do think six wins in a bowl game is uh, a reasonable expectation for the season. I agree. Um uh, if i want to i want to be an optimist i would lean towards eight wins if i want to be in la la land coming off a party with manzel <laughs> i will i will go with 10 wins but you know we'll okay. we'll have to see how things shake out getting closer to the season for me to take that leap
2: i miss i miss playing at a 500 level you know um that's that is a goal for for me just get to 500 i'm good with that oh, and beat ucf
1: and that's yeah. it yeah get back to a ball game yeah. um uh, punch UCF in the mouth this year in our house and, and, uh, you know, just win games that we're supposed to win, you know? So I, there was a time when we did that and we didn't pine for just six wins. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. We pined know, for a national title one year. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll get back to that. And doing that six wins this year would be a huge boon for recruiting because, you know, now we've come off a two and 10 season and some of these these cats that were, you know, sophomores and juniors last year are going, "Okay, well you talk a big game, but now we've seen it's it's not worth a damn." So, right. you know, now it's it's time to uh to put the put your money where your mouth is and and uh, win a few games this year and I think that'll help and and maybe keep some of these top-notch local prospects home.
2: I agree. Um I wanted to shift gears now towards a little bit of the manliness stuff. Um we are uh, well. Billy has a birthday coming up. Uh, he's got a big milestone birthday. How old are you going to be, sir? I just want to hear you say it because I already know. Uh, how old are you uh, going to be on Saturday?
1: I will be twenty-one. <laughs>
2: we well, we acted like we were twenty-one on Friday. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, which is another item. Um, Billy's going to be thirty since he won't say it. Uh, yeah, thirty I have years a hard old. Time admitting that. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's it rough. is tough. That's a rough one. Um, 30 is, is, um, things start changing, you know, uh, you get a couple of great chest hairs and, you know, you got a cricky, you know, creaks in your knees that you didn't have before. Uh, your back will start hurting more. Uh, I am 34 and, uh, I think in two weeks I'll be 35. Um, and I just think, you know, this past weekend I drank like, I don't know, a hundred beers and a bunch of fireball and it was just generally... Terrible decision-making by me. Uh, I'm pretty sure Billy was right there behind me. Um, The recovery time when I'm 34 versus when I was 24 is absolutely different, totally different. When I was 24 and I drank 100 beers, I would wake up and brush my teeth with beer. And when I, on Saturday morning, if you would have even, if I would have went outside to even clean up an empty beer bottle, I might have puked. (laughs) <laughs> so
1: yeah and and you know we don't obviously we don't party as as much as we used to no we were back s- in our school days We probably
2: party six days a week back in the day
1: yeah and and the thing with that was like you know we could handle that you get up the next morning you might have a slight hangover but, but you, it's nothing you, you know could be productive yeah you could get by and uh i think it was last cinco de mayo we <laughs> we parted partied at your place and you know you get a, a few beers in and you feel good, and then you start to get a few more in, and then you forget the fact that you're drunk and you just it keeps going like water, and yep. next thing I know, I, I'm waking up the next morning going, "Holy crap, this is why I don't party like this anymore. I can't handle it. You know, hung over till six o'clock the next night and trying to work, hung over, and it's uh it's tough to be a responsible adult when you're over. <laughs> um and it just every time i get like that it it is again once in a blue moon now yeah probably
2: Uh, three times a year is when i'll drink like that
1: yeah at most uh i think actually the last single Mayo was the first was the last time i'd been i had had that much to drink before uh, the fourth this past july 4th um and when it happens i remind myself why i don't I don't do it as often anymore because I just can't, I'm getting older, I can't hang, and yeah, it it sucks to say that. <laughs>
2: to, you know, Toby Keith,
1: who's the biggest cheese
2: ball that there is, uh, sang a total cheese, you know, uh, pandering song, and it's called, uh, you know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. And I feel like those words are true, <laughs> you know. Yeah. As See, cheesy as the guy is, and as cheesy as the song is, I can
1: go hard for one night,
2: but I can't go hard every night. That's, yeah.
1: And and when that song came out, uh, I believe I was still in my early to mid twenties, and it's like, well, it's a good cheesy catchy song, but whatever. Now I feel like I live that. Yeah.
2: Yep. It's my theme song. Uh, three night, three nights a year. Absolutely. So uh, good on you, buddy. I'm still not going to buy it, uh, but I will mention it on my podcast. So you're welcome for the other three hits that you just got. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, I wanted to also get into uh, man cave because I had a party in my backyard and my garage is slowly, slowly, slowly. going to be transformed into the man cave i've made a few modifications uh some of my friends saw so you know kind of got me to thinking you know if money wasn't an option what features what would my man cave have what would be my non-negotiable items that no matter what it costs uh, you know if i could get them for free or whatever um what items would i have in my man cave Um, so I guess, and I, and I posed this question to Billy, told him to think about it. We did not discuss our list, so we may have some of the same items on there. The only stipulation is the television and the sound system are already there. I mean, I think it's silly to waste two spots for a television and sound system because every man, every respectable man cave is going to have those those. two items, right? Exactly. Let's just, let's just skip those two parts. It's the nicest TV they make and the nicest sound system, whatever that is. Um, so I wanted to kind of I'm going to let you go first, Billy. I don't know if you want to go top to bottom, left to right, or if they're not in any particular order. Um, what is one feature? What's a, what's one of the features that you had on your list?
1: Okay, well let's let's start off first with the standard that comes with it is the TV and the sound system. Uh, whatever the top notch you know surround system is, surround right. sound system. Um, I'm not uh, a true techie. At heart, so I would trust somebody else's opinion with that. But whatever top-notch is, we've got that. And I feel like my TV would have to be, you know, 70 inches or more if it's not a, if it's if it's not an a HD projection. projector screen. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get those out of the way. Uh, the first thing that I have on my list, and I don't necessarily have an order of things. I don't it's either. Just the first thing that popped in my head, um, as a man... I would have to have one of the next-gen consoles, of course, Uh uh, to have that. So, you know, at the end of the night, if I've got nothing else going on, I'll just go in there and and flare it up. And this is assuming we've soundproofed it and everything. Sure, yep, like any Man Cave would be. Yeah, shut the door, turn on the surround sound system, and play whatever, Call of Duty or Madden, NCAA, NHL, um, you know, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, whatever the game is. so, I feel like having the next gen console would be uh the day to day entertainment uh for my man cave. gotcha the uh
2: first item on my list I had was a full bar um I'm talking about like one that a bartender could stand behind, and there's room for like you know maybe three or four people to sit at um That would be on my list. I need the liquors back there and like at least one or two beers on tap. to To drink, you know, along with like you know, a fridge with sodas, like one of those cool like glass glass front fridges. Um, I would like uh, a full bar in my man cave.
1: Okay, okay, that actually was next on my list. (laughs) Um, I feel like there should be a bar, a few bar stools. Yep. uh, Like you said, a few beers on tap. um, Maybe a few juice boxes. So if you know it's game day. I can have the boys come in and you know they can watch football with me or or do whatever but yep. um primarily you know adult beverages Sure uh maybe Sam Adams on tap um you know a few hard liquors for the uh
2: a nice quality natural light maybe
1: Yeah for the party animals out there <laughs> you know we'll have the uh the hard liquors but I feel like a a a full bar would be Essential, yeah. really, to, yeah. to a good man cave. I agree. So,
2: um, The second one on my list was a movie theater popcorn popper. Um, I worked at a movie theater, and so I think, I don't know, I have a popcorn fetish maybe. Uh, I can't get enough <laughs> of it. And the microwave popcorn just really can't do it for me. So I would have a full-on movie theater popcorn popper, and I know it's a pain to clean. I know that because I've cleaned it. Um, they're a pain to use, uh, but I don't care. There's just nothing quite like the popcorn that comes out of that machine. So I would, I would want one of those on the end of my bar.
1: Oh, I agree, and you know, you know, the movie movie theater popcorn is good because they've tried to fashion microwave popcorn. With movie theater butter, and try to capture that taste right, not only successful it depends on the brand you get but uh yeah i, I could see where that would be good to have yeah, uh, you got your boys over, you're having some beers, let's fire up a batch of popcorn yeah i I don't know that that's necessarily like a like a football kind of snack, but you know I could see under the right circumstances yeah. i I suppose popcorn would be good to have uh maybe a few sacks of peanuts. Lying around, yeah, salted the,
2: snacks. If the, you will. the
1: the problem with uh, the peanuts would be the cleanup, uh, and you know your boys aren't going to stick around after the game to help nope. sweep up the shells and They're all just that stuff.
2: they going to step so. them into the carpet,
1: sons of bitches. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so next on my list, and this. I was uh, browsing the internet, searching for ideas, and this one was on Pinterest. And no, I don't browse Pinterest. I was supposed to say, "Wait, did, how did you get to Pinterest?" I, I feel did like you log Pinterest, in. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's permanently logged into Heather's. Oh, Pinterest good. Exam. Oh okay, right. Heather's with my um, air quotes. <laughs> I I personally do not browse Pinterest. I feel it's a women's site. Gotcha. It's, it's a good site for housewives to find ideas, whatnot. Trade terrible ideas. Um, I Googled man cave ideas and one of the first pages was like 30 great man cave ideas. Okay. And so I said, okay, I'll swallow my pride. <laughs> click the clicked link. on the link. I gotcha. Uh, did you, take, did of, you look over your shoulder first? Sort of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sort of like you would if you were, say, searching BDSM show on Google. Right. Look over your shoulder you, before you click that first link. Yeah, you would check to make sure that your, your boss is not looking over your shoulder <laughs> and you accidentally click something with whips and chains <laughs> and all kinds of weird stuff. So anyway, what I clicked this whatever link reason a podcast wouldn't come up, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I clicked the link, and one of the ideas on there, and I was kind of intrigued by it, and you would have to have somewhat va- uh, vaulted ceilings, uh, was like um, a mini Jumbotron from like you see in the hockey mm-hmm. and basketball arenas where it's got the four screens and scores and everything like that. I and each each of those screens would be like a 32-inch HDTV. And I was fascinated by this. Like, I think this would just be awesome because then, you know, you have Sunday game day. No matter where you are in the room. You get that, that Sunday package, get a couple extra boxes because, again, money's not an issue. So, you know, you can let DirecTV rape you for your money. Um, you got the main game on the big screen and then you have all the side games going, you know, on, on the various, all your fantasy players on all the other TVs. Exactly. Exactly. Or, you know, if there's another, say you got, there's a night where the NHL Stanley cup finals game seven is on one, one channel. And for some dumb reason, NBA finals game seven is on the other you could have both going at the same time and you don't have to play the picture-in-picture stupid crap. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play the flip-back-and-forth-during-commercials crap. You could watch both at the same time. And you could have a party and people could be at the bar and see one of the games there. You know, it could be off in the corner to see the room, whatever game is on that side. And then of course the big, you know, monster TV gotcha. that you've got as a centerpiece. So I, I was really intrigued by that. Like that, that out of and it was in the middle of like 30 pictures that popped off at me just right off the bat and I went holy crap I want one. Okay. The uh, the
2: next one for me is uh, arcade machines. Um, specifically one or if not all three of these, uh, I need Blitz. I okay. need NBA Jam and I need Golden Tee. I think those three machines. There's I'm sure you could make a case for a lot of other mm-hmm. games. But as far as like my like sports kind of man cave would have one of those three machines or maybe one of those generic machines that you can load all three of them into.
1: Of course, yeah, Blitz would be a good one. Blitz and uh, what was the other one? NBA Jam. NBA Jam, yeah, those would be good because those are just good mindless fun. Yep. Yeah, you, know? you and your buddies, you can go, you can
2: go four wide on them, uh, you know, or you can. Uh, and Golden Tee's a good uh, turn game, so um, I think those would be good ones.
1: Sure, sure. I would probably lose the golden T sub maybe for a non-sports game in the uh, Ninja Turtles arcade game. Okay, but that's Ninja just me. Turtles or
2: like a Tekken yeah. or something. I got gotcha. you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some fun like that. Yeah, Time Crisis would be fantastic. Yeah, be whip out the guns and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and then everybody can feel like a man. <laughs> that's right. If, even if they're not uh, quite manly. Um, <clears throat> the next on my list, I kind of I feel is essential to. Any man cave or game room or anything like that, and uh, it would have to be a nice uh nice expensive whatever the nicest table most expensive table is uh billiards okay <clears throat> uh, uh, pool table because I think and this is assuming you're using this man cave to host a group of friends over for games or you know football games basketball games whatever you're having them over for um. Uh, <clears throat> pool is one of those games that even if you don't play it regularly, if you're hanging out with friends, there's a pool table there, there's a good chance somebody's going to play it. And, you know, then, you know, people can go, call dibs on the next game, you know, take on the winner or whatever. Get tournaments going, yeah. I got you. Yeah, and, and it, it's one of those things you can drink and play too, you know. And, and obviously they're not sitting drinks on my nice expensive pool table. Right,
2: they're off on the pub table.
1: Yeah, we might have, have some. leave it on the bar. Yeah, we might have some TV trays and stuff uh-huh. type situations set up so that people can, you know, end tables and whatnot, so people can do that. But um, I, I feel like that would that would be a, an essential addition to my
2: man cave. My fourth man cave uh, essential. Uh, this is going to throw you off a little bit, um, but I feel like this would really turn up the professionalism, uh, and it's going to be a urinal. <laughs> um, I think that would be so cool to just have a urinal in your man cave, you know, like because you're, you're if you're in there drinking and your buddies are taking pisses, you know, it's just like it'd be so much nicer just to have a urinal for, for everyone to take a piss in, as a, you know what I mean? Just okay, leave the can for pooping. And,
1: so here's here's my question then: uh-huh. is this urinal? In like a bathroom, yeah, yeah, bathroom in the attached. Yeah, or are yeah. you just talking urinal right on the wall? No, there? I mean you could go either way, but I
2: would prefer it to be in the bathroom.
1: Okay, okay. I I was just I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's straighten that out, implying that, that, that my up.
2: my man cave will have an attached bathroom, which it will. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a urinal on there would really, would really turn it up a notch.
1: Yeah, well, I think you'd have to have the attached bathroom because <laughs> right. you uh, you don't want your uh, drunk a hole friends, their, you know plotting through the house and waking up the wife and kids and, exactly you know then the party's got to end early yep. so an attached and this isn't on either of our list i suppose but the attached bathroom would have to be included right yeah uh, that's for any man cave yeah. that's that's that goes with the tv you're asking for and trouble the the system. or you better
2: have an outside door where you can go outside and take a piss
1: yeah or you know windows where you can stick it out <laughs> yep yep because you're Some asking for form. trouble you're
2: right clogging through the house trying to find the bathroom in the dark and be quiet. Exactly.
1: Exactly. As a as a man who his parents hosted poker parties and such um back in the day just with friends um uh, it's it's never a good idea to have that many loud men in the regular house. <laughs> right. It would be better to have them cordoned off into the, uh, into the man cave where there's no way they bug anybody. Because again, know. this is soundproofed, so we can scream and shoot, hoot and, and holler, and, listen to rap music, yeah, and and get the Little John songs going <laughs> right. the the deep bass and all uh-huh. that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the attached bathroom or some some way to uh, critical, you know, go outside and poo in the woods <laughs> yep. would be would be essential. Uh, The last thing I have on my list and this really is probably the most essential thing for, you know, hosting game day parties and stuff like that in your man cave is uh, I want a couch, gigantic couch, like the biggest living room sets that you find Uh where every seat is a recliner.
2: Oh, I like those with like cup holders
1: in between. Exactly. Yep. You've got the armrest slash cup holder in between. So you guys don't have to sit on top of each other. And, you know, I would want, like, three or four of these couches, you know, lined up, strung together, so I've got at least... Or like, stadium-style, like, two couches low and two couches high. Yeah, and I would want at least, you know, eight, nine, ten of these recliners. Room for ten people. Because, exactly, and you want everybody to be comfortable... And you also you want it to be comfortable so if you're in a doghouse you can go <laughs> right. and sleep comfortably in take your man a nap cave. in the man cave. Exactly, exactly. The uh the last item I had on
2: mind, this is probably cheese, uh, but it is I would love to have like a little corner of it set up, like a like a like a studio corner like for the podcast. Like that would be really cool to have like a mic stand and like little padded corner for me to talk into and like I just think it would be kind of neat to just have, you know, a beat lab studio that I could go to. So I'd have, I'd make a cordon off a little corner of it to be my uh, studio broadcast slash, you know, podcast
1: area. Okay. I could get with that. If it were me and I had lots of money, I'd have a special office somewhere yeah. on the other side of the house for it. But Well, I think the like, sure. man cave, like for
2: what we do, would make a great backdrop to broadcasting
1: you know of course yeah yeah so I could get on board with that
2: anyway we are uh we're running up against our time slot here uh so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up um i want also wanted to say one thing uh jason thank you again for uh last week you did a good job um we probably won't have you back on again cause i don't think it was that good but no, i'm just kidding uh,
1: I, we did we did edit out <laughs> quite a bit of what he had to say Uh, Yeah, you guys should have heard it before we edited it.
2: Um, Anyway, uh, nice work, buddy. Um, You did a good job. I'm sure we'll have some other um, guest hosts down the road. Maybe I can talk a celebrity into coming on. Um, But anyway, I want to leave you guys with a quote from Taheed Epps, uh, formerly Titty Boy, currently 2 Chains. She got a big booty, so I call her Big Booty. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.
1: All right, see you folks.